0: Hello and welcome to the CDO Magazine interview series. I am Susan Wilson. I'm with Informatica. Um, I'm the group vice president of the solutions team. Today, I have the pleasure of talking with Maggie Hubble. She is the vice president of data and digital transformation. Thank you so much, Maggie, for joining us today. Absolutely. Another topic that just continues to come up over and over again is building in a data culture and also uh, data literacy. And I know that we were also in a, a panel session earlier, we we talked about, you know, maybe it's not literacy, it's fluency, data fluency. Um, you know, data only provides value when it's used broadly. And in fact, I loved how you described your TTIs and your metrics, because you're actually looking at, you know, adoption and usage and also the things that might, um, you know, uh, get in the way of, of doing that. Um, But it's not surprising, you know, fostering a data-driven culture and enhancing data fluency continues to be top priorities for data leaders because there's an important aspect of looking at the different personas within an organization and how do you meet them where they're at and give them, you know, effectively the tools and the training um, to become, you know, a data-driven. So I'd love to hear um, some of the best practices and lessons learned um, that you have in terms of improving your data culture um, within your organization.
1: Yeah, I think um, it's there's a lot of different ways to go about it, right? And honestly, it's not um, a very simple, straightforward answer. You've got to test and try depending on um, the the culture that you're that you're in. Um, And the approachability of of individuals and things of that nature. But ultimately, um, I'm a huge believer in building a curriculum, right? So I do have an education background and I'm big on, you know, building a curriculum for training, a welcoming curriculum, um, training in anywhere from data science to analytics development tools and um, being incredibly inclusive, right, around the data platform and and very welcoming. having discussion forums, right? Um, What I used to do is is like lunch and learns, you know, bring your lunch, go off camera, and then you can learn, learn something new, learn what we're focusing on, right? So we'll bring something to the table to to share with a a broader uh, group of individuals. Um, and then from that there there becomes this again discussion forum and say oh if it if if that's working in the manufacturing space maybe we should test and try it over you know in this space and it's all about driving that awareness um and making data less scary yes. right because the terminology around data analytics data you know AI ml like it's very like scary but I think that, those are all being sort of debunked you know um, more and more um, recently um but allowing um your um the, the exposure of the resources um and there's other methods um being a, a champion for a data council right and and i've done it everywhere i've gone is creating a data council um, bringing people together just by influence, right? Pulling people together to collaborate on the most critical data elements that you you know you need to focus on, right? Because again, you can't tackle it all because mm-hmm. all data is not created equal. We've talked about that quite a lot. Focus on the key components, the 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 ones that move the metrics, um, the ones that that are um, really important. Across different business units, right, that cross the cross the divide, um, but also providing um, the power of of mentorship and support. So it's it's around c- creating like a community of practice and in eradicating the idea of a center of excellence, right? Um, really, just again, I can't say it enough. Just bringing folks to the table and driving the education and the openness, and then before, before you know it, you will have people who are then raising their hand to either join your team or upskill to become more self-service, right. To say, okay, you don't need to do this for me anymore. I want to, right. So then you get people coming to the table to, um, to actually participate. Right. Um, so that's, that's sort of where I've seen success over time. Um, and, and I, I want to double down sort of on the on the data council is it's a slow start right folks come and it's it, it I, I educated over and over again right reusing this is where we left off let me repeat sort of you know where we left off and then it's just that continual education of why we're meeting why we're getting together and why it matters um, to them and how it can help them drive their their businesses right.
0: Repetition, reinforcement, giving a community for teams to collaborate and talk um, openly about what they know, what they don't know and, and how they can share with others Um, that bridging too, I love that as well, bridging um, successes in other areas and going, oh, wow, that's the art of the possible here. And, you know, I'd love to engage with Maggie and her team in terms of how they can help my team. Um, All those things are so, so important.
1: Yeah. And it's allowing folks to, to know that you're not going to get it right the first time. Right. And I think people are so afraid of saying like, I'm not sure if I want to designate that my critical data element. And, and bottom line is, is you can make it your critical data element today and come back to the table in a couple of months and say, you know what? It doesn't matter as much to me anymore. It's okay to evolve over time. It's not, You must get it right the first time, right? It's just, again, um, making it less uh, scary. That's right. (laughs) Right. Less scary.
0: (laughs) Less, yeah, test and try. All those things so critically important with that right mindset there. On that note, um, how do you have a, um, how do you define success for a data culture and literacy efforts that you've got going on? Um, How do you also communicate that to, you know, some of your senior executives that, you know, let's just be honest. I think a lot of them find to the data topics kind of squishy. So how do you make it relevant for, you know, communicating success in the data culture and literacy efforts that you have going?
1: Um, so we measure, of course. So we measure um, from the the literacy efforts. It's around, um, we do measure how many CD, CDEs do we have, right? Um, we measure um you, the usage statistics right yes. of our um you know data marketplace as it were um we're trying to measure also um the amount of individuals that are coming to learn right okay. so it's it, i hate to say it this way but attendance right That's seeing so. that we're getting good attendance oh, month over month yeah, yep. right you want to pull pull those people in but when it comes to um, deriving that business relevance, um, is, is again, you have to speak in business terms, right? So in terms of, of where we landed and, and, and I'm referencing a a sheet that we saw great success with, um, recently is around deriving benefits, right? What is the benefit of applying resources, to this effort, whether it's resources or funding or what have you, or if it's, you know, fractional resources, not full-time, but it's reducing manual data manipulation, Mm -hmm. right? And then when you can explain what that is to the business, um, it's not reducing sources and compiling into a master data management system and talking. It's not that. It's trying to speak in business terms right that derive those benefits so um reducing effort Mm -hmm. right in manual manipulation we call it swivel chair so it's taking data from one system and you know just moving it manually to another system right so it's again that digital transformation driving that automation and talking about how that will eliminate human error but also human waste right so you talking in those terms and actually you can turn that into dollars you can turn that into um you know monetization around time and things of that nature um but then you get to um improving customer retention and 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 again it's not straightforward but it's if we get this data quality correct right then we're in lockstep with our customers we know what what product they own what version they're on what their business strategies are and how we can align to them so again less straightforward but that's how we try to um speak in business terms that matter to them but showing that you know hey within two or three steps you're looking at data quality right Right. that's right that is
0: so key um You know, Maggie, we've both been in these roles for quite some time. We've seen the evolution of technology. Uh, Technology is certainly an enabler. It isn't everything. It's still, you know, the people, the processes, the culture aspects that are so critically important and they can make or break a program. But giving technology some credit, there has been some great evolution um, in our ability to do more, um, to reach a broader audience. Um, how do you see the role of technology enhancing specifically data literacy and fostering that active data community? And you mentioned something too about capabilities like the data marketplace. How are they helping you reach, you know, another level of um, users and communities?
1: Yeah. So I think two parts to that. So one is Yes, I think technology has grown and evolved, right? There's um, artificial intelligence, machine learning. And one of the things that that I've focused on in terms of that is like, it's the, you need to crawl before you walk, before you run. And ultimately um, m- machine learning is not gonna derive the serial number in the field, right? You've gotta get your foundation of data right. And again, like I said, at that business process, at that point of impact, right? And so that can't, ch- that won't change, right? Um, but um, if you get that foundation right, you certainly can turn on the afterburners and and fire through, right, to get to this, um, to get to a higher level of technology and get there quicker. Um, but ultimately, that foundation has to be there. And from that perspective, um, again, I talk about. Um, making the data approachable, making it available, right? I mean, now think about our Amazon world, right? Is our marketplaces have changed so much. It's not you leave the house and go to the store and window shop. It's you in a couple of clicks, right? You can get what you need um, from the Amazon marketplace because that's what it is. So how can we take that trend and apply it to data, right? And so not only are we building... um, you know, a data catalog with some lineage and things like that in terms of um, atomic data. But then there's building data products, right? Mm-hmm. And making those data products available through a marketplace. Like you can shop for data, right? And and more and more in the remote culture and things like that, it's it's like, I don't want to pick up my phone and talk to a person, right? Um, talking through my teenagers is, is they would much rather get behind a computer or a screen and go, go and search and find. And really that's what we're trying to build. And that's what I'm trying to build from a data perspective is making it available without any level of difficulty, um, without a number of phone calls and things like that, but not just a couple of pieces of data, but building a true data product that could potentially solve a problem, right. That could answer a question. Right. So it's building that, but making sure that it's clear um, and making sure that it's available.
0: Yeah. I agree with you. We're um in in the data marketplace that we've got. Um the other thing that you mentioned is about community. So you've got to imagine that data product. It's just like when you're reading the Product label, you know, on your cereal box, you know, where did these, what are in the ingredients? Where was this manufactured? You know, who are all the parties involved in it? There's content information, but the people aspects of the data product are also the surprising element because while they didn't want to call, but they'd love to collaborate, especially when they see people who not only leverage this data on that usage statistics, but, um, Hey, what are you using this data for? What are the insights that you gleaned from it? Can you share a bit more about how you're using it? Because we're, we're
1: in adjacent, if you will, lines of business. And so um, and ultimately, I think mean, one of the 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 things we laugh about is the ability to say thumbs up like this data was useful, right? And exactly. exactly. Everybody That's wants down. to give product reviews, right? Everybody wants right. to say, yes, this was a, a favorable experience or not. So it's that ability right. to say, hey, this was helpful. Yeah. This wasn't helpful, and maybe this is why. And I talked about it earlier, I talked about the directly responsible individual. That's what we've driven through that data council is yeah, placing a business owner on the data elements, right? And it's it's a little uncomfortable to start, but once they realize like, oh, this isn't so bad. It's not that painful, mm-hmm. right? But it's driving that ownership and making sure like you said when you look at that ingredient label, you know not only the source, but who owns that. Right? right? And I think that drives um it drives speed, right? It does. Um, really helpful. It does. It drives speed. I think there's also
0: an element to those data owners. While it might be a little scary at first, they get proud. Um, some of them are yes. actually proud of the work that they do and they're no longer the unsung heroes around data. They're out there and they're collaborating and they find, wow, this wasn't so, because there's that element of, oh, I don't know if I want to share this data or I don't know if I want to, you know, elect to put myself out there. But once they do that, they open up a whole other window of collaboration and innovation, quite frankly. So, yeah.
1: It's, yeah. it's
0: absolutely tough. Maggie. I could go on for another three hours with you, because there's so many topics. Um, You've got such an incredible background, and I've been a major admirer of your your career history, and you just as a person, too. You're just a pleasure to speak to. Um, I want to thank you on behalf of CDO Magazine and also Informatica for joining me today and sharing your valuable insights and experiences. I know that so many listening today have learned and are taking away some incredible things that they can apply to their program. Um, And for those of you who are listening, please visit cdomagazine.tech for additional interviews. And thank you so
1: much for listening in. Thanks, Maggie. Um, Thank you. Appreciate you, Susan. Thank you.